0: You're listening to the Eat Scripture podcast with Eric and Gina Robinson.
1: Hello again. We are
0: continuing our study through 1 Kings. Mhm. And
1: 1 Kings 7 we're, today. Yeah, we're
0: going to be in chapter 7. Yeah. So, we've been we've talked about um Solomon building the temple.
1: Yes. Chapter
0: 6 was all about that. Mhm. Yes. And now we kind of changed directions a little bit. Yeah there's this
1: minutes. strange shift in mm-hmm. at the beginning of 7
0: which uh has scholars and people thinking a lot of different making some assumptions mm-hmm. about some things
1: uh-huh. which is um, what we should do mm-hmm. when we come to a place in scripture like this we're trying right. to figure out okay why would this be written like this so it's natural to you know kind of sort it through mm-hmm. it why would he have put this building of Solomon's own house in the middle of all of this obvious linked building of the temple and right. what's going on in the temple
0: seems I mean. like it's not on the same level so why are we talking about yeah this?
1: why would you? yeah <clears throat> yeah So we'll obviously he wasn't dumb it wasn't like he was riding along and then thought well I'll write about Solomon's house now and then remember mm-hmm. oh yeah I didn't finish about the temple I better go back and finish right. obviously that wasn't what was going on so why why the why the very obvious kind of detour from mm-hmm. Seems feels like a detour from this talk about God's house and the building of the temple and this uh, kingdom of peace.
0: I can't tell if it was, maybe you can tell me Was it going on at the same time?
1: Yeah, I don't think so at all because, and the reason I don't think so, and I think the text doesn't want us to think so (laughs) is because right there at the end of six, at the very last line of six, it said he was seven years in building the temple when he finished it. And then the first line of seven Solomon was building his own house 13 years and he finished the entire house. And then uh, if I go to and I'm looking for where I where I'm going to see it, but it's very close here. Um, What I'm going to find is that it took 20 years to do them both, Okay. which would indicate to me, obviously, that. They must have been done not concurrently, but consecutively. Right. Um, And so so, it sounds
0: like he did the temple maybe first and then built his own house.
1: That's what it sounds like. It's certainly what it sounds like. It sounds like that's what I was thinking,
0: but I wanted to make sure I wasn't reading that wrong.
1: Right. So when he's spending time building the temple, he is solely devoted to the building of the temple, is what it seems like. And only then does he get to the building of his own house. Uh, which takes 13 years, so we do that seven years first, and then 13 years for uh, next, and then it tells us uh, later, I'm just, I've been trying to find it in the text, and I'm obviously not going to find it right now, Um, but it tells us that he was 20 years in building them both.
0: That was the part that I hadn't seen yet, mm -hmm. Uh, I guess I'm yeah missed it
1: somehow no no you probably you probably didn't it's not going to happen until after chapter eight that it gets mentioned i'm not sure um i'm just not able to see it right off the Uh, Right off the top as I'm looking for it right now, but it is right here pretty close.
0: We'll come across it later. Yeah,
1: yeah, (laughs) we will. We will definitely see it. And then I'll be like, oh, see, that's what I was saying. Oh, right there. Okay, 910. In 910, it tells us at the end of 20 years in which Solomon had built the two houses, the house of the Lord and the king's house, and then Hiram, king of Tyre, had supplied Solomon, and then it goes on and starts talking about other things, okay? So, but what I get there in chapter 9, verse 10, is that it took 20 years to build both houses. So they were obviously built, not concurrently, but consecutively. This is, a, and, and I'm glad you brought it up, because that's another reason why it seems that Solomon is making a priority out mm-hmm. of God's house. He's not trying to do something that is, you know, Mm -hmm. he's not trying to do anything to rival God with his own house, or he's not like kind of lackadaisically going about the work on God's house while he really puts the real effort into his own. He's not even starting his own until he gets God's Mm -hmm. completed.
0: Um, And I guess, I mean, as we go through this, we'll see, like you said, the temple seemed to takes seven years mm-hmm. and then his house took thirteen. Mm-hmm. And some people would say, well he spent more time on his more own. More time and
1: effort got spent on his own. But but there's another way to look at it. Right.
0: Maybe he wasn't feeling as motivated to get it done mm-hmm. in those seven years. Exactly.
1: And right. It
0: got bogged down a little bit. Maybe. That's
1: that's absolutely another way to take the mm-hmm. statement. These are the things you've got to wrestle with when you're doing your study you know you don't know sometimes you don't know why exactly it says what it says but you can tell it's it seems like it's an important place an important statement but you're like but would it be negative or positive i don't Mm -hmm. know because the text really
0: doesn't
1: right text isn't making lean
0: one way or the other Mm
1: -hmm. doesn't seem like so you have to make these kind of judgment calls on your own and i think for me now there you're going to read a lot of places and like you said um well, we should probably just read this first paragraph. Right. But like you said in in, in your own study Bible, <clears throat> they've got their own opinion about right. what we're supposed to how we're supposed to be understanding right this placement. So
0: and they could be right, and we could be wrong. Absolutely, absolutely. Other way Perfectly just,
1: willing for it to go. The you read other
0: way. it, and you just bring everything that you can to that and mm-hmm. pray. And yep you know know that you're not going to get everything exactly right
1: so. that's that's correct that's exactly how you gotta that's how you approach bible study you'll probably change your position over the next 10 years and mm-hmm. that's okay you know because it just uh, it's not the easiest thing to get hold up but all the time we're just coming sincere hearts before god trying to right. understand what it is that he's given us here um let's well i'm re- very
0: interested in as going through this part where he's building his house too. So.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, and, and we'll
0: talk more about the temple as we go. It's not chapter seven is not all just about his house.
1: Right, Chad, that's the interesting really thing is that he puts this placement of Solomon's house right here, but it really is only going to last 12 verses. And then mm-hmm. he, and then we're going straight back to the temple and, right. and everything associated with it. So that's the crazy part. Why would he stick his house right here in the middle? We've got to talk about that for a minute. So let's just read verses 1 all the way through 12, 1 through 12, and okay. then we'll kind of talk about those. That
0: sounds great. Solomon was building his own house 13 years, and he finished his entire house. He built the house of the forest of Lebanon. Its length was a 100 cubits, and its breadth 50 cubits, and its height 30 cubits, and it was built on four rows of cedar pillars with cedar beams on the pillars, and it was covered with cedar above the chambers that were on the 45 pillars, 15 in each row. There were window frames in three rows and window, opposites, a window opposite window in three tiers all the doorways and windows had square frames and window was opposite window in three tiers and he made the hall of pillars its length was 50 cubits and its breadth 30 cubits there was a porch in front of with pillars and a canopy in front of them and he made the hall of the throne where he was to pronounce judgment even the hall of judgment it was finished with cedar from floor to rafters his own house, where he was to dwell, in the other court, back see, back of the hall, was of like workmanship. Solomon also made a house like his hall for Pharaoh's daughter, whom he had taken in marriage. All these were made of costly stones, cut according to measure, sawed with saws, back and front, even from the foundation to the coping, and from the outside to the great court, the foundation was of costly stones, huge stones, stones of eight and ten cubits, and above were costly stones, cut according to measure, and cedar. The great court had three courses of cut stone all around, and, of, and a course of cedar beams. So had the inner court of the house of the Lord, and the vestibule of the house. It okay. has
1: a little confusing. Yeah, it is. And that's just yeah, it. You're going to read it. It's yeah. going to feel confusing. You're going to try and picture it in your head. And it won't be an easy picture to get because mm. it's just... So you'll have, you know, if you get a good study Bible, like you're looking at right now, which would be the ESV study Bible, then you've got some really good kind of depictions there. Right. Possibly, Somebody has probably, tried to draw it kinda, out in, yeah
0: in the way that makes sense it's, yes it may not make sense absolutely correct it may it's... not be
1: for <clears> sure it may not be and yet this okay. is yeah we're, we're getting as close as we can uh and probably can give you some kind of picture in your head while you're reading this which will help you to read it and kind of see it while you're reading mm-hmm. it because if you're just trying to read it especially for first few times you read it you're still just like yeah. totally lost just what kinda, does this look like when i How read it? it out
0: loud i really do stumble over some of those Mm -hmm. sentences because they just don't make sense in my head when I'm reading them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So no surprise there. (laughs) But just like we said last time, what we're getting at here is the fact that what we're being given in this writing is theological truth. There's something theological and even ecclesiological that's being said with these words. Mm -hmm. He's not trying to give us plans to build a building. Mm -hmm. That's not what this is for. So now we're trying to ask the question, okay, so why Mm -hmm. is it written like it's written if that's really it? Well, so some people here... will
0: get caught up in the fact that it was, it took him, he spent longer.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. But Which also, there may be something about that, but we uh, don't know. And
0: also that it was bigger.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: But I, yep. I don't know. I tend to, number one, maybe that's why it took longer. but mm-hmm. uh, And I don't know that he had Hiram helping him with his own house as much. Right, it doesn't That's really not tell us
1: really what it says about Hiram. well, at least I can't remember right now mm-hmm. that it says that specifically about Hiram and what he's because we hear
0: about Hiram next, again, right when we start talking about the temple in
1: relation again. to the temple.
0: So, um, I don't know how much he had the foreign helpers helping him with his own house, right? Um, but the description is much less detailed and right. And I than think about has. when he has to have a staff and all the different things that he's doing mm-hmm. in his residence, it makes sense to me that it would be a little bigger.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, don't know. I think it does make sense that it's going to be a little bigger mm-hmm. for that reason. You just don't have, I mean, you're not, you going to have more people going through here than you're going to have going through
0: on uh, a daily the, basis the temple right.
1: itself. I mean, even when people bring their (coughs) offerings to the temple, they don't bring them inside the temple. The priests are the only one who can go inside that area of the temple. And so, even when there are people filling the outer courts or whatever, nobody's going inside. There's only so much, so many people who are going to flow through there at any given time. It wasn't like many.
0: It's not, I think, in my mind as I was growing up, I always pictured it as a church building like I went to every Sunday. So there was. And it's so rows of seats or whatever, you know, right. that's not what this is like right. at all. Correct. So.
1: Yeah. So very different in that way, which is probably what most people get mm-hmm. in their head when they're written mm-hmm. in today too. people who don't understand. No, there's only a select, very select group mm-hmm. of people who are going to be passing through there. It's,
0: ever. A, it's a holy place. Right?
1: Yes. So knowing that, yes, then it's no surprise maybe that this would be a bigger place. He's going to have all sorts of people coming through here. Um, being around him, the King will at any given time. So as we're reading here in the beginning here, and we see these 13 years, yes, I have a tendency in seven, one, as we see those 13 years compared Mm -hmm. to the seven years in the verse right before it, um, I have a tendency to see this still as an okay thing. I don't think Solomon is doing something bad here by spending more time, by taking more time to finish his house than it did uh, to finish the temple. I don't really think that's what it's trying to say. I still see Solomon doing good right here in his reign. I think this is a good part. For him, a good time for him, uh, that he's still close to the Lord, that he's still doing what he's supposed to do. He's building this temple in the right way and he's putting the right effort into it. Um, we also have to talk about then why also is this located where it is, which we'll talk about in just a moment. Mm-hmm. What we're seeing though is even as we're reading this, so verses two through four, we're hearing all about the house of the forest of Lebanon. We can see in that. Well, right. that's the first it was huge first big area of his palace versus as you're walking in and you you can come through this house of the forest of lebanon it's called the forest of lebanon because it's filled with pillars and all these pillars are covered with cedar so they look like trees yeah exactly so they look like it looks like you're walking through a forest this will also double as a as a armory Uh, In other parts of scripture, eventually it will double as an armory too, um, whether it did here at the first or not. But so you go through the forest of Lebanon. We're still very much. So again, covered in cedar. It looks like, sounds like a lot of what we've heard of the building of the temple so far Mm -hmm. with the way we've continued to talk about that it's like you're entering a garden or an orchard um, whenever you go into the temple because you've got wood everywhere all these different kinds of wood and everything Mm -hmm. well here solomon's house has a feel that's not unlike that because you've got cedar covering everything everywhere so he's built his house along started this building of this house along the same lines as the building of the temple itself Mm -hmm. That's a good thing. We should see that as a good thing. Solomon wants his temple to emulate and to speak about the very things you of mean God. His, house. his, I'm sorry, his house, <clears throat> Solomon's house, his palace, to speak about the very things of God and that God has uh, done already through the temple itself. And so he wants his house to be kind of a Kind of an image, if you mm-hmm. will, just like he's God's son. He wants to be an imager of God in the world. He wants his house to speak of God's house, to be something that's you can see right as you walk in, has a connection to God's sense. house. Mm-hmm. That's what we're seeing here. So I think his heart's very much still in the right place. And then when we get to verse six, and so we see the next room is this hall of pillars. Then there's the hall of pillars. So first we went into the... House of the Forest of Lebanon. We go through that. We get to the Hall of Pillars, where its length was 50 cubits, breadth 30 cubits. There was a porch in front and had a canopy in front of the canopy in front of them. And then we go into in verse 7, the third segment, section of this palace, and he made the hall of the throne. Where he was to pronounce judgment, even the hall of judgment, it was finished with cedar from Florida Raptors. So it too is covered in cedar, just like mm-hmm. the other rooms. Okay, so he's got a three, his palace where people walk in. This is where the the masses could come and see him. They're going to go through the hall of pillars. Or I'm sorry, they're going to go through first the hall of the the throne, the Forest of Lebanon room, um, House of the Forest of Lebanon. Then they're going to go from there into the Hall of Pillars. Then from there into the
0: Hall of the Hall
1: of the Throne, which is where he pronounces judgment, where where Solomon sits on his throne and pronounces judgment. So a three part. Three major parts described in this palace that he's built for people to come in, for the masses to come in and come before their king and receive his judgment and his wisdom in that judgment. You understand? Yes. So that sounds very much like, actually, the temple, the tabernacle. You go, first you have the outer court. Right. And then you come into the inner court, which which Mm -hmm. is even closer and more You know, just more elaborate, but more closer and however you want to, you feel like you're getting closer and closer to the presence of God. And then you finally enter into the one, of course, the high priest, the only one who can do this, but enters into the Holy of Holies Holies, where God sits above the mercy seat and pronounces judgment, pronounces forgiveness for Israel once a year, hopefully. So Um, he's
0: patterning his... Residence, even after that, in after
1: his father, mm-hmm. that's right. Solomon has been told already through David that God will call him a son mm-hmm. and uh, I'll say, I'll take your son. And he'll become a son to me. Right. So we've saw seen that way back in second Samuel chapter seven, verse 14 here. We're seeing the same. This is exactly what's happening. That Solomon has taken that very much to heart and he wants his throne to his, uh, uh, presence throne, house to represent in his very being itself really character uh, of who he is to in some way represent that of God. That's what he's built here. Um, so, uh, I really, I really think that's how we're supposed to hear this. Uh, and I think it would be good for us to, for us to take that and keep it in mind as we're reading this particular section.
0: One thing that's really noticeable to me um, in reading this is that it doesn't give us all the same detail, though, that it did about the temple. When we had everything that was covered with cedar in the temple, then we had these beautiful uh, ornate carvings of fruit and um, trees and all of that. And we don't see that in his residence Mm Right. It also was all covered in gold, mm-hmm. overlaid in gold. Mm-hmm. The floors, the ceiling—I mean, everything. Oh yeah. In gold. Yeah. And we don't hear about that, so mm-hmm. I think we're supposed to see that this is, this is where man is dwelling. Yep. But where God dwells, it's yep. yes, in some ways similar, but not mm-hmm. much greater. Right. Much more beautiful. So Definitely.
1: Um, and, and so I, I think you're making a great point there because I think that would be probably something that we should take into account. The way it elaborates on Solomon's house is very different from how it elaborates on the temple mm-hmm. itself. It's just
0: very plain. Um,
1: yeah, it almost, the way uh, it, I mean, even though we know it's beautiful, yeah, yeah. it doesn't come across as.
0: Not here anyway. Yeah. No,
1: right. Certain doesn't come across as something that's trying to make us feel just all the beauty and all the glory and greatness and grandeur of Solomon's house. Mm-hmm. It's just giving us enough to let us know that it looks a whole lot like God's house looked. That Solomon's house is has cedar on everything too. Mm-hmm. That Solomon's house has windows. It uses the same you know word to describe the windows of Solomon's house that it's used on the temple. Uses the same word to describe the ribs of Solomon's house, uh, which are also the ribs that you can find in the temple. He, talks about it being paneled with cedar in 615 just like it talked about uh in C- in 615 was where it talked about it in the temple and here in 73 it talks about this house being paneled with cedar all of these things are just uh just making connections for us back to god's house mm-hmm. so now we're just saying and like you're saying they're not even going and then they don't go any further than that then they don't Whereas in the, in the God's house, it was, and now it was overlaid with gold. That doesn't happen in Solomon's house. It's like Solomon almost is showing that he knows his place um, before God. Yes. His house is like God's house, but it's definitely not up to the level of God's house. He always knows that there's one who's above him. Um, and then just to say another word about the placement here is just to say that why does it get in the middle of this well because god is god is now taking this son of his the king who has become his son he's now taking him and moving him into his house and literally we're seeing that happen right here as mm-hmm. solomon's house is talked about in the middle of the building mm-hmm. of god's house so the building of god's house building of solomon's house solomon's house being in the middle yes god has has taken him in, has brought him into his own house complex. This is one, this is just one big complex.
0: Right. God has. His house is connected they're to. They're connected. The temple.
1: Yes. And, which is an incredible thing because Solomon's trying to say, hey, I want to be so close to this God. I mean, he's close mm-hmm. to me and I want to be close to him. I want, you know, I want to always look out these windows and see, hmm. He's the one who's really in charge. Right. I think Solomon's house is really. I, I think all of this that we have here at this point in Solomon's reign, he's still got his heart in the right place. Mm-hmm. I think he's still trying to do this the right way.
0: It it does feel like, literally, like it's embedded.
1: Yes, it in the definitely temple. does. Yes, it does, and I think we're supposed Which to hear aren't that aren't
0: our homes supposed to be embedded
1: exactly inside god we're supposed to see ourselves dwelling (laughs) inside god's house Mm -hmm. that's a great way to put it what you just said Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely because that's what we're supposed to see we're embedded in we're dwelling inside god's house Mm -hmm. typologically of course this speaks to how we as god's sons Mm -hmm. and daughters are now very much living in his house we are sons and daughters of the king we actually dwell in the heavenly places in christ Mm -hmm. jesus as paul would we are the temple so so yes absolutely we're the temple and we are we are so crazy so as we as we live who we are down here should reflect everything about his house Mm -hmm. as we dwell in whatever house we make for him down here, whatever church we find ourselves in, there should be a representation of him. There should be, people should feel like they've come into his presence when they enter our presence. And, totally uh, and as, as lofty as that lofty a goal, as that sounds, um, that's very much kind of where this is going. And so. we're
0: just kind of cedar pillars, mm-hmm. but when we're yep. representing him, we're covered over, overlaid in gold. And he, yes, Yes. Anyway, that's uh, pretty awesome.
1: Yeah, it really is. It's tremendous. And so, you know, the his wife is going to get brought in here with him, too. Uh, you know, and mm-hmm. she has a house up at, that is part of this complex mm-hmm. as well in Versailles. Um, and then it talks about all the costly stones and the way everything was made with these huge stones and costly stones. And according to measurement and great court and all, all of the cut stones all around and the cedar beams, inner court of the house, the vestibule. Everything is made he's representing because God. he represents God. He represents God, Eden and it's all represents God. beautiful. All these precious stones and costly stones and cedar beams, again, things that take us back to Eden and take us back to the original mm-hmm. um, uh, dwelling in the garden with God. That's what's happening here, and now his wife and he are living together mm-hmm. inside God's house, inside this okay. new Eden. Um, and that's the way that it's supposed to be. This is still a good thing. We're still not hearing about all those other women that he's going to marry right. uh, later on. And I don't know if he started marrying him now. We don't even know. I don't know when he He hasn't told starts. us that for a reason. Um, but yeah, but it's not telling us for a reason. I think mm-hmm. it's written this way for a reason. So far, it still looks like it's him and her and their dwelling inside this complex with god in god's in house garden. in the in the garden area i mean we have so we're seeing a restoration of eden and so mm-hmm. that's uh that's this is the beautiful part of solomon's reign that's what we're getting to see here and and we should feel really good about where things that's are it. going right now uh, now as we continue from there then immediately we start getting back into the temple and the way it's built and the way um even the furnishings and so forth, how they're constructed, what they're made to look like. So I think um, as I look at our, our time right now that we're getting short on time, so this probably be the best place for us to stop. We'll yes. just continue on with 7.13
0: and following
1: okay. Um, okay. next time. But I know
0: that was really long for a short
1: uh, piece, piece of scripture,
0: but I think it's, it was important because we're talking about why that was put yeah. in there.
1: I think I think that is I think this is an incredibly important thing to understand that when you're reading why things are placed where they are can often be extremely telling um, for getting insight into what God is trying to convey to us. I think the literary structure is just can often be just as big. Um, for getting insight from as the words on the page themselves. Mm -hmm. And so for here, certainly that's, I think, the case. I
0: think so too. The more we've talked about it, the more it's really coming to the surface for me.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: And as we talk about the garden and I think about Adam and Eve living Mm -hmm. in the garden, Mm -hmm. I think about this is a picture of that yeah they had their own place that they lived
1: yes right alongside god inside god's great Mm -hmm. place to Mm -hmm. live you know his his dwelling place yeah i think so i think so so beautiful wonderful we will continue on next time we'll we'll go on with the temple proper and how it's made and how it's furnishings are made next time and get to see some of that gets it continues to be beautiful and glorious mm-hmm. um, so join us next time and we will look into that starting at chapter 13 we get to talk seven, about bronze 13. next time 13 yes we can <laughs> even talk about bronze and uh, look at a couple of things in scripture a little really yeah maybe stick that may take us, us a little understand. bit too but
0: that's yep. it's so worth it so well worth don't miss it
1: well Great to talk to you all. Hope you have a great few days and God bless. And we will talk to you really soon. Thanks.